The robots are coming. It's the world's largest robotics competition. Welcome back to another Textination interview. I'm Fred Fishkin, and joining us is Dan Mance, CEO of the Robotics Education and Competition Foundation, REC, or do we say REC? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thank you for having me. We actually say REC Foundation. That's a, that's a really good story because one of the things our marketing department uh, always emphasizes to our staff is like, please tell everybody it's REC, not REC. So, but um, the REC stands for Robotics Education and Competition. So, And REC. we don't want to wreck the robots, right? We so. don't want to wreck the robots. So we're, we're not a defensive uh, strategy. We're a, uh, about learning and, and iteration. So we, we don't want to destroy stuff. We want to build stuff up. Well, the live remote VEX Robotics World Championship is on tap for May 17th through 19th, just a couple of weeks or so away. Uh, give us the overview, Dan, what this is all about for people who aren't familiar with what you've been doing. Absolutely. So the REC Foundation runs many, many programs. We have educational classroom programs. We have industrial robotics programs, drones. But our biggest program is actually our VEX Robotics Competition. And uh, pre-global um, pre pandemic, we were up to over 30,000 teams competing in 70 countries. And traditionally, those competitions have been in person where students um, get together and they, they start their season competing in, in small classrooms and then gymnasiums, um, you know, going to regional and state championships all the way to our in-person VEX Robotics World Championship. Uh, but because of the pandemic, we knew we had to do something different. And, and so many places were going just virtual where everything was online. But what's so important about our program is actually what we call the soft skills, the communication, the problem solving. So yes, our students learn a lot of tech skills, but it's also important for them to collaborate with their teammates, collaborate with their partners, and then also strategize when they play against real in-person you know, in teams. So the REC Foundation um, back in September and in October decided to develop a new platform, something unique to the, to the United States, unique to the world, where students could still socially distance, but actually play our robotics competitions um, with real robots on real fields with real scoring elements. So the REC Foundation um, invented the live remote tournament. And basically it's a peer-to-peer -peer technology where we connect uh, students um, through cameras, through video, and actually connect to their robots for our high school and middle school divisions where we still start and stop the robot like they would in a real in-person competition. So back in January, we had to decide, is the world crisis going to be such a point that we can have an in-person competition in April? And we realized that even though much of the US would be able to come, I don't wanna say much of the US, some of the US would be able to come to an in-person, um, we'd really be excluding a, a significant part of the US as well as much of the world from that, per, from that competition. So we, we got together, we strategized and said, well, we've invested in this live remote technology, right? We've really um, perfected this and we continue to improve it. And by then we had students in 30 different countries in 40 different states already competing against and with each other on weekends we're like, well, that's, that's, that's what our world's championship is going to be. So we're hosting it here in Greenville, Texas. Um, as of this morning, matter of fact, right before this interview, um, I met with our, uh, um, our operations director. And right now we have over 1,500 teams across the world have registered to compete in this. So what we'll do in that, that second week or third week of May, and then again in the fourth week of May with our IQ program, is these students have and teams have registered. Um, they will set up in 
their schools or their, their student centers or wherever, they'll set up their fields and their cameras and we'll have a full match schedule. Um, we're gonna have eight divisions. And so, so teams will be assigned to eight different divisions and they're actually gonna play this season's game against other schools and with other schools. And we're gonna crown a world champion just like we would do in person. So the students are still gonna be able to showcase these incredible machines that they've built. They're gonna be able to showcase that they figured out the strategy and they're gonna be able to compete with other students, with other teams and against other students and against other teams. And so far over 30 different countries have signed up for this event, even though we're in the tail end of this global pandemic. Wow. And one of the amazing things is that you're getting kids as young as in the third grade involved in this, right? That's correct. So the REC Foundation programs are actually K through career. I mean, we're really proud of that. So we have programs starting in kindergarten and we actually have a university programs, including our VEXU program. So it's our VEX Robotics University program, as well as our factory automation competition where uh, college students and high school students can build mini factories, right? So those are some of the programs. But on the competition, on the actual VEX Robotics competition, uh, we generally get students starting in third grade using our VEX IQ program. Um, and that's not really a competition against another team. That's where um, teams they collaborate to, to score elements together, right? So they work together to have a score. And then in about middle school, we bring on the more of the competition aspect where um, teams play against other teams. And then by high school, um, they are either doing you know, driving where there uh, two teams are competing against other two, or we have a new AI artificial intelligence program too, where the students actually build two robots and they don't even touch their joysticks. It's all AI technology using cameras and sensors and GPS sensors uh, to, to see where the robot is on the field. So we have a, a wide breadth of programs um, that start, like you said, in, in, in kindergarten, but competitions in third grade and go all the way through college. And are the robots designed or do they have to be built to perform specific tasks or do the students determine that? How does this work? So, so every year, the REC Foundation and VEX Robotics, uh, we do a game unveil. And uh, we announce that at the very end of VEX Worlds. It's our highly um, most anticipated event. And, and basically, every year, we, we release a new challenge. So every year, we change the, the game on how you score um, the game elements, You know whether it's a ball or a bean bag or a big star. So every year, we change the elements. Uh, and we give scoring guidelines. But what the students do is they strategize the game and they decide the best way to play it. So they may build a robot that's really fast at intaking elements, or they may have a big robot so they can stack high depending on the challenge. But that's the beauty is we give some guidelines of what the games are, but the students themselves using the engineering design process build the robots how they think will play the game. And that's the beauty of these large competitions is you get to see how students across the world decided to build their robot to meet the challenge. And it, it makes a lot of fun when you see a big hawking robot that's slow, but very strong going against a small agile robot, for example. That's the beauty of the program is to see the different solutions. Really, really interesting. So this has been such a challenge for you going virtual, also a challenge for the kids, I guess, who are involved in this because they haven't been able to get together the way they normally would either, right? Yes, I mean, what a year. I mean, what a year. And I think the term that we really use this year is, is flexible. So we had to be flexible as an organization to provide 
um, students and teachers and coaches with resources, right? Um, but you know, everybody in the RIC Foundation, we, we changed paths, um, everybody stayed employed, we all worked. But when we look back at it, we really, really do feel a, a, a large, you know, large amount of empathy for the teachers and for the students that in many cases, even today, we have students in our program that have not been in school and in-person school. So what we had to do is develop new ways of, of doing things. So we talked about the you know, live remote tournament that we talked about. We also released tons of online challenges. So these are STEM-based activities that teachers could give to their students, whether they were in class or doing remote schooling. That was a way to keep the students engaged in STEM. Um, we came up with a virtual drones program. So it was actually more of a coding, uh, coding program. Um, our partner VEX uh, came out with some amazing, um, amazing coding programs called VEX Code VR um, that really, really emphasize coding. So um, we provided all these resources for free and they were online. So we really pivoted to not just being about robotics competitions, but being about educational resources. And I think one of the positives that came from the pandemic is because we had to be creative and flexible, um, it was really easy to start teaching computer programming, computer science to, to students. So we provided a lot of avenues for teachers and students to learn computer programming. So I think when we look at our student base, which is over half a million students in the US, over a million globally, um, I think we'll see a huge shift in their skills for computer programming. So it was not a good situation. We had to cancel VEX Worlds in 2020. Um, of course, we changed the format this year. Um, but I do think that we are flexible and we've, we've still kept the, the needle moving towards STEM careers and STEM education. That's really terrific. And you're saying you've touched a million lives just this year. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's correct. Actually, this year is a record number because just in VEX's VEX Code VR product, they've had over a million unique users across the globe in over 100 countries just using that product alone. And then we've had hundreds of thousands of students doing online challenges, competing in our live remote tournaments, competing in our skills tournaments. So honestly, our, our student engagement this year is, is more than it's ever been. So even now team registrations, the number of teams competing might be a little bit down. The number of students doing our STEM activities is actually bigger than ever. Well, how much support do the schools and the teachers and the students get? Uh, and where does that come from? So that's a great, great question. And, and support levels um, you know, really change from, from region to region and country to country, right? And that's one of the things I'm really proud about the REC Foundation program is the basis of our program is being very affordable, accessible, and sustainable, right? So in some places, the, the robotics programs are funded by the school districts. They're funded as part of their curriculum. Um, and matter of fact, that's growing throughout the country. More and more school districts, both public and private schools, are, are, have dedicated funding to robotics. Uh, in other parts of the country, uh, it's 100% uh, club-based, right? So it's not part of their curriculum, but they meet after school and there may be one or two parents or one or two teachers that have a passion for this. And then you have hybrid models too, where um, maybe they don't have a robotics or an engineering curriculum, but they do a breakout as part of their science curriculum where maybe they have a robotics a lesson plan that takes maybe a quarter of the school year. Um, our, again, our programs are very, very affordable. Um, so there's not a high entry cost. And, but what we really think to do to keep the pricing down and accessible is we provide all our teacher resources online for free. 
So anybody can get access to our STEM labs. And then students themselves, teams themselves, they will do fundraising to cover buying robot kits or to compete at the VEX Robotics World Championship. So you have the car washes, you have the candy sales. And then of course, we also have very generous uh, sponsors. The REC Foundation, our, um, our primary sponsor, our presenting sponsor is the Northrop Grumman Foundation, but also NASA and Tesla and Texas Instruments and, and Google um, and VEX Robotics and Innovation First International. Uh, all these companies donate money for us to give out grants to teams to help them get equipment or help them to cover registration fees. And that, that's one thing I really want to applaud is our sponsors this year um, stepped up. Uh, it would have been easy to just say, hey, let's take a break this season. But every one of our sponsors stepped up and said, you know, Dan, REC Foundation, what help do you need? And we're like, well, there's not going to be a lot of in-person events. We don't need as many fields, but we could sure use more funding for registration fees. And they allowed us to take their funding to do that. So again, big thanks to the Northrop Grumman, Google, Dell, you know, NASA, all those organizations, Tesla for really stepping up this year. And uh, I guess some of those companies are going to wind up hiring the kids who are taking part in 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 these competitions. Fred, I think you just uh, you just made my favorite statement. Um, when these companies are sponsoring the Robotics Education and Competition Foundation, when they're giving us money um, to invest in teams, they're really investing in themselves, right? So there's a reason that the Tesla um, has become one of our largest sponsors over the last three years, because what started as a small grant in Nevada has become much, much larger because Tesla sees the results of our program with their students in Nevada. And they have a huge, huge shortage. They're going, they project to have a huge shortage of STEM workers at their gigafactory. And so by investing in our programs, we get students involved in robotics, we get them involved in STEM. And when they graduate from high school, many of them go right into apprenticeships at Tesla, or sometimes they go to a two-year or a four-year college. But the fact of the matter is by investing in the REC Foundation, they're actually investing in their future workforce. And, and exactly, if you go back and watch some videos, Google says the same thing. You know, NASA says the same thing. Uh, Texas Instruments, they, they all believe in our program because we are developing uh, the students for the future. We're giving them the skills, not only the technical skills, but the problem solving skills, the, the communications and teamwork skills that these companies are looking for. So where is it that people can go to for more information, Dan? Well, the best place to always go to is our website, roboticseducation.org. Again, that's roboticseducation.org. And we have lots of resources there. Uh, the beauty of the REC Foundation is we have staff across the world. So we have what's called regional support managers. And every single state in the United States has a regional support manager. So if you go to our website and you look at resources, you can click on your state and it'll tell you the email address and phone number for your regional support manager. If anybody's listening to the podcast outside the United States, again, we have a regional support manager for you. So you click on your country and it'll give you the contact information. Um, so that's always the, the easiest way to find out about us. Of course, we're also on social media. Um, we have pages on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, of course. So uh, you can always try to get information through one of those channels too. Or you can always just uh, uh, Google VEX Robotics Competitions and you can find us that way also. Before we let you go, tell us your story, how you wound up doing this. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's interesting. So I'm actually a career roboticist. Um, I, I went to college in Michigan in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. 
and I, I was a controls engineer. I started my, my career as a controls engineer in manufacturing. I actually worked for Fanuc Robotics, which is one of the largest industrial robotics companies in the world. I was there for 20 years. Uh, at the end of my career, though, I was uh, leading product development. I was leading all our mechanical and electrical engineers, developing the greatest, uh, greatest robots and, and the new controls, equipment, sensors, AI, cameras, et cetera. Um, but then I had an opportunity to move to Texas and actually be directly involved with a manufacturing company. So I relocated to Texas. My family and I relocated to Texas and I was president of a company called Rack Solutions. And we designed, engineered and manufactured products for data centers and IT centers, et cetera. Um, and so I went from being in a super high tech industry to um, a, a basic manufacturing design industry too. And um, at that point I had uh, an opportunity to start coaching robotics um, I joined, I was asked to join the board of the Robotics Education and Competition Foundation because I had such a passion about VEX Robotics competitions. And so they asked me to join the board um, after I'd been on the board for about a year. Um, and I made some observations and gave some suggestions of how the REC Foundation could be more than just about STEM, but how it could really contribute to workforce development. Uh, the board asked if I would take over as CEO. So I'll actually have been with the REC Foundation for four years next month. Um, 20 years in industrial robotics where we were designing and implementing some of the world's greatest technology to now being on the other side where we're actually developing educational and competition products to support that industry. And there is something about kids and robots, isn't there? There's just a, a natural, for whatever reason, a, attraction to it. I remember building a, a cardboard box with bicycle reflector <laughs> robot in my basement as a kid. Fred, it's amazing. If, if we would have had these tools when we were kids, I wonder what our lives would have been like. So um, my biggest uh, connection to what we do is actually erector sets, right? So the right, old metal right. erector sets, I think our, our VRC program, our, our V5 VRC program um, uses metal parts and has lots of gears and it reminds me of, of an erector set. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a country kid. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Um, we made our own bikes. We built tree forts and stuff like that. Um, and as more and more people have moved to uh, urban and, and suburban settings, um, we don't have as much of that skill set. So what robotics does is it gives these kids an opportunity to play and have fun, but they're building, right? So we have a, a brand new program called VEX Go. It's primarily for middle elementary, so third, fourth, fifth graders. But that's what they do first. These kids build all kinds of contraptions and then they add motors and on off switch for power, but no programming yet. So they, they build these little you know, industrial robots or they build a car and then they add power to it. And then they, at the end, when they've, when they've mastered those concepts, they uh, start programming it. And it reminds me very much as what we did as kids of, of building forts and building bikes and then trying to make them faster and better. And I think that, uh, um, it's a fun, fun program for students and they're having a lot of fun while they're really learning the skills that's going to allow them to get great jobs in the future. Again, the competition is mid-May. We're looking forward to it. You can get more info at roboticseducation.org. Dan Mance, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And to all the audience, hey, join in and watch the VEX Robotics World Championship. Uh, we will be live streaming it through our YouTube channels and uh, you can get a sense of what the excitement is. And uh, maybe if you have the opportunity, you can become a coach or volunteer or, or have your kids join a team.
cooking with the power of the sun. Hi, I'm Fred Fishkin here to tell you about the latest innovation from my friend Patrick Sherwin and his great team at GoSun Stove. The GoSun Fusion has arrived using the company's tried and true reflectors and a solar vacuum tube to get you cooking without the mess of charcoal, heavy propane tanks, or smoke. A really bright idea. And with an optional solar panel and battery storage and the ability to plug in at home or on the road, you really can use the GoSun Fusion to cook anytime and anywhere, day or night, rain or shine. I love what Patrick and his team are doing, and so will you. Want to learn more? Head to gosun.co to check out all of the company's products and innovations, and use the code TEXTINATION to save 10%. That's gosun.co. 